This is 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 the local music revolution. The local music revolution. Local music revolution. Hello and welcome to the local music revolution. I am your host Ogre. Today I have an interview for you from a band out of Fresno, California called Days Under Authority. I was originally contacted by Anthony through Instagram. He told me to check out his band, so I did. I was doing research, and that's where I found Stringjoy. And that is how that led me to get the sponsorship from Stringjoy. It was because of that gentleman right there and his asking to be part of the show. So thank you very much, man. I don't know if I told you that, but I truly appreciate that. The thing about this interview is we talk about endorsements, which I haven't had anybody else on that was able to talk about having endorsements. I talked to Scott from Stringjoy about getting an endorsement, but never actually talked to somebody about having one. So I was able to talk a little bit to the guys about them and their endorsements that they currently have. The thing about this, the reason why it's so important and why you should listen to this is because many local bands have a hard time finding endorsements or getting them or getting the companies to look at them so that they can get those endorsements. It's actually something very difficult for many bands, including myself, to get a hold of. Um, I was originally a drummer, and I'm endorsed by a string company through this podcast. Um, Not because of my prowess on a guitar, because that's atrocious, and I no um i can't thank Stringjoy enough for giving me that opportunity to have the endorsement through this podcast so that i can promote a great company that's helping these local musicians get endorsements but i'm also helping the local musicians find the company to give them endorsements because thankfully if one company sees you fit to endorse you then hey others might as well too so it's great great combination of elements to be able to do this For Days Under Authority themselves, they've actually been able to find a few companies that actually are behind them, and that's great to see, and it's encouraging because these companies are grasping at these local artists, and they're promoting them and helping them. So congratulations, guys. Speaking of promoting and Days Under Authority, there's actually going to be a huge announcement very, very soon. I'm just finalizing some things so that I am able to tell you guys what's going on. It's going to be big, it's going to be awesome, and all of you that are on the edge of your seats will not be disappointed by this announcement. Stay tuned because the announcement will be coming out on WordPress, that's the localmusicrevolution.wordpress.com where all of the information is uploaded and put onto the internet before anywhere else. It's also going to be on Facebook, facebook.com slash thelocalmusicrevolution, because the majority of my fans are on Facebook. Twitter, at TLMRpodcast, because of course, Twitter, that's where everybody wants to be. And lastly, Instagram, at thelocalmusicrevolution. You will see information there as well. I'm slowly trying to update that as well, because I kind of neglected that, and I'm very, very sorry. It will be updated soon. If you're bored with just listening to the Local Music Revolution in one spot, you can do multiple. You can listen to the same episodes, of course, because they're always updated on Stitcher, on iTunes, and on YouTube. YouTube is still backlogged because it takes so very long to get those episodes done. When I have a couple days off, hopefully it'll be... uh, with the time to be able to go into the studio i'll bang those out and then i'll start the long process of mixing them down and putting them onto the internet for all of those platforms all you have to do is go into the search engine search the local music revolution they will come up all you have to do is subscribe add rate and comment let me know what you think about the show if by chance you or anybody you know are musicians or in a musically run company Please let me know. There is a sign-up sheet on the WordPress. Again, thelocalmusicrevolution.wordpress.com. Fill that out. It's just basic information to get me started. Let me know you. See how you guys are, what you guys are doing. That's all I need to know. One last thing before I get to this interview. Stringjoy, you guys know them because I talk about them every single episode since July 2015. Scott and everybody at Stringjoy are amazing. They know their stuff. They help musicians. 
that is the best part about working with these guys is what they do for the musician so go to stringjoy.com check them out they're a guitar string company okay they make custom guitar strings what that means is all you have to do is tell them the specs you want tell them how you want the strings to feel what gauges you want anything like that to help them get started they will work with you and find the best custom set for you they also offer instrument cables amazing because you can customize the length down to the inch you can also customize the connector and the color which is amazing i'm gonna have black and green cables all over my studio here pretty soon it's gonna be awesome they also sell guitar picks which is even better i am really looking at those jazz threes and the jumbo jazz i use jazz threes now and i want to see what those jumbo jazz feel like in my hands while i'm playing those strings in any event stringjoy.com all you have to do is go to stringjoy.com fill up that shopping cart people once you get to the checkout all you have to do is put in the promo code local that's l-o-c-a-l and you will get a discount for being a listener of the local music revolution now without any further ado whatsoever this is days under authority all right guys we're live <coughs> i'm here with days of authority Days under authority. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Doing good, are you? I'm doing well, guys. Thank you very much. So, um, before we get started, who do we have on the line, and what do you guys do in the band? Uh, my name is Anthony James Yanez. I play guitar. I'm Zach Corsi. I'm the lead vocalist. And this is Dominic Castanario, bass guitar. Awesome, guys. So now that we got to know who we're talking to, can you tell us who we're missing? Uh, we are missing Brendan Bonsell, who was probably at a swimming pool trying to save tiny children right now. Old <laughs> 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 Delight. That sounds wonderful, actually. Awesome. All right, yeah, and really. Taking out of context sounds even better. <laughs> and he yeah. is your drummer, right? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, now that we got the members out of the way, can you tell us how you guys began the band? Um, I was uh, in a previous band called Keeney. It was like a like, weird acoustic alternative. Uh, years ago, I was like probably 13 years old at a time. Um, me and him, we, we, I, well, me and the other band, we stopped playing together. So, um, I knew Zach. I met you, what, seventh grade? Yeah, in water polo. Yeah, right? seventh grade, yeah. Yeah, um... And, you know, me and him have been best buds since then. We're, 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 we're 19 now, so it's, you know, been quite a few years. Uh, and then he sang, and I played guitar, so we just kind of came together. And uh, Brendan, we found, I found him actually on YouTube. And then wow. I found out he was from Fresno. He was a friend of um, one of my old band members. He was a friend of his. And then we kind of just hooked up and jammed together on some Metallica, like, you know, 13, 14 year olds do, and then, and then we found Dom, and yeah, the rest is history. <laughs> Lincoln yeah. Park too, remember that? All that fun stuff. Trying yeah. to get into the talent show. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, we tried, tried playing a talent show in seventh grade, and we couldn't play "Waking Up uh, Waking Up September Ends" for the life of us. So easy. <laughs> oh. All right, so, um, so you guys got together. It was uh, 2011, right? Uh, yeah, 2011. 2011 yeah. so about four years together um how has um how have you guys evolved as a band since then well at the beginning we didn't really gig we like we literally played in the garage for about two or three years when, when we started gigging 2013 or 2014 about uh, 2013 two years ago i was gonna say i was gonna say for me personally i think the first time i saw days under authority because I wasn't in the band from the very beginning. Um, what ended up this is Dominic. Uh, what ended up happening was uh, I just saw these guys at a show, and I think you could. I think days when the first time I saw them was probably I'd say maybe even 2012, maybe 2013. Yeah, it was quite a while ago. Yeah, it was really it was a. Uh, it took a while for us to actually get going and start gigging because uh, we we didn't really know where to go. We were just like Anthony was saying, sitting in the garage, you know, doing nothing. We were writing and stuff, but it was just sort of for fun. And the one day we just eventually decided to, you know, get out there and start pushing ourselves. So where does the name Days of Authority 
days under authority come from? <laughs> uh, see, we, we made it, it was that a rehearsal one day, and uh, we were kind of like... I don't even know called. if it was a rehearsal. I think we were just hanging out. I think we were just hanging out, yeah. I, I, I remember, what was the original name we had a long time ago, Zach? Was it Sons of Liberty? It, it was like Liberty, um, it was like Sons of Liberty or... or uh, what was it like Red Flame or something like that? Something I think really it was blue. Uh, it was Blue Flame. It was something blue really flame. lame. Something really <laughs> cheesy. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> it's pretty uh, bad, man. I can't remember what the name came about because uh, we were talking about something. You know, we're all young. We're all we were all still in seventh grade. I don't even know if Brendan was in junior no, high. We were we were freshmen at that time. I think. Oh yeah, Brendan <laughs> just Brendan was in seventh grade, grade. and uh, we thought of the name Days of Authority, and that was gonna be our name. Um, but the initials DOA, dead on arrival, just didn't really seem like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. All right, so so with the name and you guys start gigging in 2012, 2013, um, when did you guys start actually writing to write music? Um, you said you guys were screwing around before, just having fun and having a good time. When did you guys sit down and go, this is what we are doing? Um, well, the first song that we wrote was So I Scream, which is, by the way, the original version was completely different to what you hear on the album now. Uh, it was the first song I ever wrote, like, years ago. And that was the first one. We wrote a couple songs after that. They just didn't work out. I think um, the next was, uh, we had... So I scream. We had one that's sort of on the on hold right now that we're we're trying to redo. And then uh, I think it was Lost Identity and Through the Night were the two other ones that were. Just I think like it was. From I think it was beginning. Through the Night. I think it was Through the Night then Lost Identity. So I think something was, like that. Yeah. And it was it was probably around the same time we started um, gigging that we actually decided to start writing our own music and being a little bit more serious about it. Because um, I remember that was when we first had our uh, our first bass player, John. Um, he was helping us out, um, and that's when we started writing was music, uh, that music and getting more shows. So, okay. but it definitely took us a while to get more serious with our music. <laughs> All right. So, once you guys got serious, how did you guys like sit down and start writing the music? Was there a specific uh, one of you that came in with riffs or ideas, or was it a group collective idea? Um, it was. Like, at the beginning, it was just literally whenever I, depending on what emotion I was feeling that day, I would just write a song, like, um, after, like, through the night, I remember I came home, I just had, like, an awesome, like, fun day, and I wanted to write something kind of sounded happy and kind of, like, I don't know, just happy and cool sounding, and then I was messing around, and through the night popped out, I wanted to write something heavy, so I listened to a bunch of bands that I thought were heavy, and then Lost Identity popped out. It just, and usually what would, he would come to practice, he'd show it to us, and all of a sudden, you know, that was actually a pretty fast process because we'd have a song busted out in like two weeks. But then wow. it wouldn't be perfected. It'd still take a little while to get it to where it needed to be. But um, that's really, it, you know, if something flows, we just go with it. So, so you bring songs into the jam space. Um, were there any songs that were written um just spur of the moment like just jamming out and you guys fell on a good riff um one of our newer songs wait i actually I know more newer, i was gonna say I more newer songs that i'm thinking of um right now off the top of my head that um that i remember writing you know with you guys back in like october when i when i was going to cover for that one show mm -hmm. that's 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 the only stuff i can think of right now uh what song was that what was it? What song is it? Side Street? Side Street, and then I believe um, Purgatory as well. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, DUA, um, I remember it was when we just finished the, uh, what do you call it? The first time we did we did our demo, I guess you would call it. The um, brand new recording. It, it wasn't that bad. I was learning, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lot better now. I, learned, I didn't know that you can pan guitar to left and right back then. I, I didn't know crap. <laughs> Um, but uh, I remember Brendan was messing around with the with the main riff of DUA now, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa wait. And I went over to my guitar app, plugged in my wah-wah, and started the intro, and then kind of 
work the rest. That, that's how that one happened. That was kind of spur of the moment, I guess. Awesome. All right, so so you're talking. Uh, you you recorded the demo. Did you record your current album? Um, no, we did not. We recorded the current album. We went to uh, JSM Studios here in uh, Fresno. Um, Fresno uh, Clovis just, area. Fresno, yeah, Clovis. Uh, Justin's a really cool guy. Like we we went to uh, another studio before. Uh, we thought the name of it. It would have been like the coolest thing ever. Uh, we, we weren't too happy with it. We recorded a single. didn't come out the way that we imagined it or paid for. And at that mm-hmm. time, we thought it was really cool. But, I mean, uh, down the road, we sort of understood that we kind of screwed ourselves. You know, yeah, big time. And lost a lot of money. <laughs> so uh, we went to Justin, uh, JSM Studios, and he really um, he worked Blue's with our away. sound. Yeah, he worked with our sound, and he made us. Um, he he got the sound that we were really looking for. Um. So, how long did it take you guys to record your current album? Too long. <laughs> Way too long. <laughs> we the got first... in the studio, I think, about a year, maybe a year and a half ago. It was right just before to we went to Whiskey Go Go. Whiskey Go Go, our first time, yeah. Which was about a year, maybe a year and a week ago. Um, if you want to get specific, but and it was. We, we were only recording three songs then, and, you know, we got those songs, and then we did uh, four more, but the really the long part was just we were way too picky with it, and instead of getting what we wanted, um, or instead of instead of just going, going with the flow. In, yeah, we really uh, took a little too long, but, I mean, it's we're hoping next time we go, we're, we're a lot more uh, prepared and we know what we're doing. That is awesome, guys. So, um, uh, by the way, what is the name of your album? I forgot to ask you and mention um, that. My Time. My Time? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what does the, the name My Time, what what does it mean to you guys? What were you guys trying to say with it? Uh, to me, well, it kind of, well, well here, oh. you go ahead, Zach. You say you're small thin one. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's based off of one of our songs, uh, My Time, which is also, it's uh, obviously it's on the album. Um but uh, I remember writing the lyrics for that song, and um, a lot of it was mostly just, you know, uh, going through everyday struggles and, you know, not really ever feeling like you're good enough and basically saying, you know, it's my time, here we are, you know, kind of thing. So the first album, I think the title really fit um, as us debuting ourselves. What uh, what about you, Anthony? That's, that's to me. Uh, to, to me, it, it's... It's almost like a concept album, but it isn't. It's, it wasn't purposely. Each song in the album, to me, almost seems like a different kind of uh, emotion you, you go through uh, growing up. Like, Through the Night is like the, hey, I'm going to party and have a good time kind of song. Lost Identity is kind of like the press going through hard times. Uh, Love Sick Lullaby is the uh, hormonal 15-year-old seeing every chick and just going crazy over uh, my time is kind of the maturing kind of stage. Uh, DOA is the rebellious. You know, each, each song is kind of, to me, it seems like a different uh, emotion or uh, a, a time, I guess, you can see uh, growing up. Wow. That's insightful, man. That really is. <laughs> I never thought about it that way. <laughs> yeah, right? I just blew your mind on <laughs> So uh, is, is there anything else you guys can tell me about the song Through the Night? Uh, through the night, basically, well, we, we, one, we have a music video out for it. It's pretty cool. Um, two, uh, it it really just was meant to be kind of a happy, uh, just a happy feeling song, except for the lyrics that we originally wrote for it were way different. Zach, you want to share the lyrics with everyone? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to share them. They were horrible. <laughs> it, was like, it was like, here we go, let's start, raise your voices from your heart, and let's party through. It was horrible. It was I don't want to so bad anymore, dude. It was bad. <laughs> it was so bad. It, uh, we changed it, what, a week before we recorded the demo? Yeah? It was the demo, yeah, because we were going into record, and I was like, dude, this sucks. I don't want to sing that in the demo. And I was like, I've got an <laughs> idea. And I brought up my idea. It is so much better. So the song is just having fun, dude. You know, letting it all loose and having fun. All right, guys. So when you guys first started gigging, it wasn't really easy for you guys. Can you go into that and explain what you meant by that? Uh, Zach, you want to go with that? Uh, sure. Yeah. Well, um, 
you know, uh, we're when we first started trying to get gigs, we were all freshmen in high school. Our, our bassist, I don't even know if he was in junior high, Brandon's a, a seventh grader. So um, we just recorded our demos and we're trying to get places to play us and no one was really looking at us for a really uh, for anything professional at all. They're like, you know, we thought that a lot of people looked at us as another stereotypical, you know, kid, teenage band that wasn't going to take anything serious. Um, but we actually, there was a new venue that opened up, uh, Victory Cafe. And uh, we saw one of our favorite bands play there, and we, we talked to the venue, and they're like, oh, yeah, sure, we got a show. You guys want to play on it? It was actually first... uh, it was Dawn Band, wasn't it? It was Mercy Palmer Fist. Band. It was, Wait, was, it? It, was it was Mercy Fist, wasn't it? I, the one I, was... I, I, I think that was... The... I wasn't in the band by then, but oh, you now weren't? that's my... Yeah, that's my, we did, we that's did. my former band. Yeah. I think we saw their show, and that's the one. It was Mercy Fish show, but we didn't play with them. We played with uh, another band. But after we played there, um, I guess there was a representative or something like that from uh, the, the band or the venue that sadly was closed, uh, Cup of Joe. And once we started playing there, we got in with um, Die Hard's music, the Artourage, and um, a lot of stuff just kept coming for nice, us. Nice. We played at the Whiskey, and um, and really, I mean, the first show was the hardest one to get but after that we were thankfully enough um we were starting to get more shows it was kind of like uh uh, it's kind of like going up a mountain and finally you know everything else just kind of gets fell in the finding the stairs (laughs) finding the stairs yeah we need to find that that's a better one because i'm acting (laughs) like we already climbed it we didn't (laughs) like literally yeah finding the stairs that's a good one like uh the first show i remember like dude we were so excited like I remember us going in there, and there was a the two touring bands. Who were who they? It was a Apollo and uh, what was the other one? Idle Hands. Idle Hands, yeah, yeah. And they they had we like we were like crazy. They had like all this these big old ants, and uh, I think the singer was stoned out of his mind because he couldn't answer a single question straight. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just remember it was just so cool, and I thought like, man, you know, this is. This is the life, you know what I mean? It just I never had that feeling before. I remember at, at first we were like all really stiff, and I remember during Lost Identity I threw my because I usually wear glasses. Uh, I threw them off, and I just started going nuts. And I remember just that feeling. It was it was exhilarating. It was like something I've never felt before. It was it was amazing. Yeah, man, I I completely understand. Um, <clears throat> being live is addicting as hell like it's one of the most addicting things i've ever done so you know what's funny oh, yeah. is it's, hard, it's hard to explain that feeling to somebody because i get people all the time that are like hey you know what's it like being on stage i've always wondered it's got to be nerve-wracking and now it's kind of like i don't know it's hard, it's just kind of hard to explain because it's like it's like you said it's such an addictive feeling well, to to me, it was always. I think Jonathan Davis described it best when he was describing corn being on stage. It's all these emotions. It's like anger and, and frustration and mm-hmm. happiness and sadness yeah. and everything hitting you all at once, and you're just like there. And you know that that was what I always chalked it up to be because you know after a show I was calm. I was like that even keel, and I was really nice and really mellow. And everything was nice, man. Everything was good. Everything oh, hey, got, got left on the stage. You want to tell them about that? Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, Dom, you want to tell them about We Are Harlot, the 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 pumped up. Remember when the bass dropped in our intro? Oh yeah, I actually have a video of it that I that I'm that I need to you know cut and slice and everything. But for me, I think for all of us actually, that the one time we it was a show back in April we played uh, where we we got to open for uh, Danny Warstop's new band, We Are Harlot. Oh, okay. And um, basically what ended up happening was it was one of those things where I was driving to work and I think Anthony texted everybody in our group message that we have going on and said, hey, you know, we have a chance to open for, you know, we are Harlow. I think we should do this. And anyway, long story short, fast forward to right before we went on stage, the I remember being in the crowd watching the band before us and thinking like, okay, this is going to be, this, this has to be a good show because all the people here are, you know, going absolutely crazy for just just right now the music that's being played like it's not even you know their favorite band on yet or whatever 
And it's one of those shows where everyone was just there to support and just like you know rock out and yeah. have fun with the music. But it, nice. and it was funny because on the video, because if you hear on the video that I have, it, as soon as we have a bass drop in in our intro track, and I remember we all looked at each other and went, "Oh, this is gonna be good." <laughs> I, I so it's like it's like I said, it, it's almost it's so hard to describe, but I think like you said, it's it's all your emotions flooding into you at one time. So. Yeah, man. Um, we actually, when I was playing gigs uh, regularly, we actually opened for Five Finger Death Punch before they got signed. And, oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, and uh, um, it was amazing because it was in Fresno. It was at, um, damn it, it was the exit or the Belmont. Um, and uh, it was through art and everything, and we had a bigger crowd than Five Finger Death Punch did. And. <laughs> <laughs> It was insanity. It, it was a great show. It was one of those shows I will always remember. And, um, yeah, we all got to hang out and meet Death Punch and everything. And, and since then, we've uh, I've actually, you know, I've got a ton of stories about Death Punch and, and the guys there. So, you know, it's those amazing. Are good group of guys. I'm sorry? Those are a really good group of guys because I got to meet um, – I actually I got to meet Dalton after the show they came and did in uh, Fresno a few years back. Yeah. And I also met the, 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 new, the bass player now, Chris Kale, um, super down-to-earth guys. And it was, it was one of those things where it was like, you guys are legit. You guys are really cool, and you guys are real you know, down-to-earth and whatnot. Yeah, man. I I met Chris Kale once, and I believe it may be the show you're talking about. It was like in 2012, and yeah, uh, yeah, SoFly yeah, opened rainbow. up. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I met... Was- I met Chris Kale, and uh, since then, every year on my birthday, he'll send me a, a birthday message saying, "Hey, bro, you know, happy birthday." Real, oh, real great awesome. guys, man. That's cool. That's the same for me. Yeah, they're they're amazing guys, man. And and the fact that this guy, I only met him once. I talked to him for about ten minutes. This guy still remembers me and everything. It's incredible. Yeah. So. True. Yeah. Sorry about the tangent. <laughs> Oh, no, no, it's all good. It's cool. No problem, it's cool to hear these stories. <laughs> all right, so um, back to your live show. Um, is, is there anything that actually you guys do before the show? Do you have your rituals um, or, yeah, or uh, craziness like that? Well, yeah, actually, before the show, you know, we uh, we all we get all the guys around. You know, we huddle up. We, we say a prayer, you know, thank God for, you know, giving us all these opportunities and all that. And it kind of just, you know, puts us at peace right before we go on and go crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you guys have your personal um, uh, before show rituals, or is that just the one that you guys do? That's kind I of like. I don't know about you guys. But I do. Too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Dom's I got stretch. his. Uh, Dom's got his steroids. He pumps into him. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I take a little bit of pre workout just to kind of wake me up. Even though, I, I, even though the day of a show, I usually drink about you know two or three Red Bulls, <laughs> and. Uh, it's like I, I just like to stretch, you know, and I like to if if I have to sing I, right now. Now I've been singing more. I I usually like to kind of warm up maybe a few minutes before I'll go out to my car or something, um, and then I'll warm up bass and then you know just kind of go from there. So usually for me, I like to I like to pray by myself a little bit before I go on sometimes. And then, I do the same thing, yeah. Just yeah, so, I, I I do too, yeah. yeah. Um, it puts me like like Anthony was saying at peace, kind of in like a humbling state right before you go on stage and just kill it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh hey hey Zach, I know a, tr- a thing you do that, but you don't realize you do it. You always got to pee or take a crap like ten minutes. Oh yeah, ten minutes before. You always they're called the nukes, out. dude. They're all the nukes. <laughs> the nervous poops. The nervous poops. <laughs> um. So is there anything is. Um, I'm sorry. Is there anything um, after the show, after you guys get off stage, when you're done taking the equipment off stage, do you guys just sit there and go, we did this? Or is there a ritual that you do afterwards? Uh, we kind of just, you know, like, wow, that was awesome. Like, you know, what? sometimes, you know, me, I, I, I like to admit, you know, you say, they say you're, you're, yeah, you're your own worst critic. Uh, so, you know, I critique a little bit. Okay, that'll, that won't happen again. Or oh, that was awesome. Do that again. Uh, we go to Denny's every once in a while. That's, that's cool. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Usually hang out with the fans, hang out with the other bands. Um, I don't know, load off and just hang out. Yeah, that's what usually pretty much all we do, or I do at least. Me, me personally, I just try to 
I have, I have, I have, I have a GoPro on my base, so I'll take it off and I'll, you know, record the crowd a little bit so everybody can see the how crazy they were. Like especially for the We Are Harlot show, I got to do that a little bit. Um, I, I kind of like to be a little left alone because at that point I'm like on my adrenaline high and you know coming down from that, and I'm usually out of breath by then. So it's kind of like I want to be kind of left alone for a second. I'm packing up my gear, and then usually by then I want to go hang out with all the fans, you know, and yeah. Yeah. see my, my friends show and all that other fun so it's all that just all that space stuff like uh, Zach said alright well is there anything else you guys can tell me about the song So I Scream uh, yeah like, like I was saying on uh, the previous section that was um, the first song I wrote uh, it's the song basically is uh, the meaning of it it's like kind of letting go of someone that you, but you don't want to it's like a, kind of like a, almost a separation anxiety kind of a bit Anthony got dumped by a girl for, and um, you know he, he had trouble with it so. bam threw me right under the bus <laughs> I tried to cover it up no, okay bus driver you know go ahead throw me under and roll me over <laughs> no but like Anthony's saying you know, even if it's not it's not quite as um I like that. The song's pretty much... I mean, Anthony wrote it, but I can relate to it in, in some ways. Um, it's it's pretty much like, you know, not wanting to let go of somebody and sort of like not really understanding why they left kind of thing. Um, so it's it's really a good song. Um, and like Anthony was saying, it's the first song he wrote. Uh, we all got together. Brendan, the one who's not here right now, he's actually the one who's like, you know what, this song really sucks. We need to change it up. Not sucks. He just didn't like it. But yeah, pretty much. But he, we came into practice one day and we, we rewrote the whole thing like just out of nowhere. And the, it turned out amazing. And we haven't touched it since because we love the way it sounds, the way it is. It was funny. We just want to keep it that way. That moment when we rewrote that song, to me, that felt like almost like a rebirth of the band. Yeah, it did because it really it stepped, it opened more doors for our creative side and it showed us what we can do. Because mm-hmm. before then, we didn't really have as much of the sound that we do now. But that song really just broke us open. Yeah. Nice. All right, All right guys. So um, on your profiles and everything, it's prominently stated you guys have endorsements. Um, being that you guys are such a young band and everything like that, it, it's, really, it's, it's really inspiring to see that kind of thing. So can you guys talk about... Who the art? Or I'm sorry, the, who the companies are that are endorsing you, and how you went about getting those endorsements. Um, Dom, you want to start with yours? Or you want me to go with mine, mine first? <laughs> um, I can do mine since I've got only maybe two. So. Okay, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Um, basically, before um, I used to play in a church band a while, like way, way, way few years back. Um, and basically, what ended up happening was we were all talking at rehearsal one day, like, hey, you know, we want to do something cool for this 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 gig we were going to play, it was up at Six Flags Vallejo um, playing at a church retreat for um, for, the, for like the day or whatever. And then at nighttime, it was some headliners that I don't recall right now. But we decided, you know, hey, we want to get some some uh, custom picks done. And what ended up happening was at the time, I had just got done building this massive MXR, you know, Jim Dunlop pedal board. And oh, wow. I've used Dunlop, I've used Dunlop day one of me playing so what ended up happening was i got i got in contact with um got uchita over emails and basically what ended up happening was i'm now a i get a i get like an art discount when i go to buy anything off their website or whatever so it's been very helpful because i can help out you know i can help my friends out if i need to i can you know, I could stock up on bass strings for an entire year, which I did, and that that was real beneficial. It helped me out a lot with, oh, that's um, with saving some money. You know, with buying buying just accessories and stuff like that. Um, and then my other sponsor that uh, that I recently got a few months back, uh, TrueSup.com. I got that from my trainer, who um, who I've known for as a family friend for you know five plus years now. And recently, he, um, for a few years back now, he, he decided to take me on as a as somebody that he trains. And uh, as a result of that, you know, I've, I've come real far since I first started with him. And now I'm considered an athlete on their, um, with them as well. So I can get, I, I get my, my supplements, you know, and I get my, my stage clothes 
now that I that I wear in all, a lot of pictures uh, to them. So it's been real helpful with that as well. Wow. And what what was that second company? One more time. TrueSubs.com. Oh wow! Nice. Congratulations, yeah, they, man. They, they they're they're very 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 good. They they have any any supplements you can think of. You know, you can go on there and you can find them. And you could find them at a good deal, like a very, very, very good deal. Um, and, you know, it's, it's been, like I said, it's been very helpful with things that I need. You know, I can help my friends out if I need to because now I'm – everybody likes to come to me for fitness stuff, but I don't I don't know nearly as much as, you know, a lot of people do. But I, I love the fact that I can help people out now with, with that. Oh, nice. So, well, congratulations. It's um, let's see, oh, my turn? <laughs> uh, well, uh, it's it ever since I was, like, a kid, like, I used to, like, make YouTube videos, you know, me playing covers and putting them on YouTube, and I used to watch people like Rob Chapman and Dave Days, and, like, all these, to me, like, they were guitar gods, because they, they had endorsement deals with, like, ESP and Orange and Marshall and all that, and I was just like, Man, I would love to be able to say that a company like has that like faith in me to be able to, you know, just be like I don't even care if I I didn't want stuff for free. I just wanted to be able to say, hey, I'm an official blah 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 artist. It was like a dream of mine <laughs> ever since I was younger. Um, you know, I tried. When I, it was funny. I remember when I was 13. There's this guitar company called SVK Guitars. I had one of their guitars, and like I remember, they only had like like three, four hundred likes on Facebook. Uh, I was gigging a little bit with the old band. I was using that guitar, and I was like, "Man, you know, I should probably hit them up for an endorsement deal." I hit them up, got an email. They said, "Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll send over some information if you qualify. We're good." And I found out that company later got shut down by Gibson because the headstock looked too similar. Oh wow! <laughs> so yeah. uh, that got shut down, and I was like, "Oh man, you know that sucks." So you know, for a while, I just kind of. I guess it, now I think about it, it just kind of slipped my mind, like, you know, I totally forgot about whole endorsement deals and all of that stuff. I just wanted to play whatever I liked, which I still I still do stick by that today. I'm, me, I'm not a real, uh, like, there's a lot of guitar players out there. They're very obsessed with the brand name or the, the mod, like, mod, I play whatever sounds good. If I find a Chinese guitar that's $200, Heck, I played some of those, and they sound better than an American-made $5,000 guitar, which I played one that sounded like garbage. I was like, wow. Like, <laughs> this is obviously just for looks. Like, wow. brand name isn't brand name isn't everything. Um, it, it's it's cool, but it, it's not. It really isn't everything. Um, so going on to that, like, um, I found this, like, because, as you, as you know, because you said you play guitar yourself, correct? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Um, so you know, you know, guitar accessories like pedals and all that—they're they're stupid expensive. Oh, they're like, for a yeah, I can attest to that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like a box pedal is like a hundred bucks, and I'm like, man, you know that that sucks. And I was just looking, I'm like, there's got to be some cheap pedal or something. Um, and I found this company called uh, Joyo, and like I found it was like a tube screamer clone for like forty bucks. And I'm like, man, this, this looks awesome. You know, I I just bought my first tube amp. Uh, cause I was playing on line six forever. I just bought my first tube amp, you know, going to the next stage. I'm like, no, I need to buy a tube screamer. I bought it, got it. It was like awesome, the cool paint, you know, all metal, chassis, everything. I'm like, man, this is great. And I just thought like, you know, I'm, I'm curious. I'm like, I felt like I had under my belt. By that time, we had played whiskey, you know what I mean? We were digging quite a bit, and I figured, you know, I think I can get an endorsement now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try I sent an email over to Joyo, and then I waited a couple weeks. I thought they probably didn't read the email. And then I remember I got the email, and I couldn't believe it. I remember, I think it was Zach. Zach, it was you. You were the first person I called, wasn't it? Yeah, it was around Christmas time, dude. Yeah, I remember that. And I called out, dude, I got the endorsement deal. They told me that they're going to do this and this for me. And I, I was just so blown away. Like, I couldn't believe you know what I mean? I like just the kid like me. I got an endorsement deal. Like that was like my first one. It was like a, it was a full on artist endorsement with Joyo, and I, I just I couldn't believe it. Wow. You know, and the guys over at Joyo, they they took care of me. You know, they they sent they said, hey, what pedals do you want? We'll send you a couple. I got these new ones called they're called uh, the Iron Man pedals. They're like micro pedals. 
they have a little lid that like go that covers the knobs so they don't get like kicked around or anything oh wow and these things are like awesome like i couldn't believe it it was just like again like i am thankful for joyo you know for hooking me up with that but i was just happy to be able to say hey look i'm i'm a i'm a real musician not a real musician because there are a lot of good guys out there with hot bush and the bills but i don't know just kind of like with almost like a nostalgic feeling you know what i mean kind of like a childhood dream coming true and you're just like oh my god this is actually happening yeah, well, i think man. part of it probably is like you know you you're happy that a company actually trusts you and feels like you're a good enough name to promote their products in a positive way you know what i mean that's that alone is like insanely amazing yeah so that happened and everyone at joyo has just been awesome i'm actually i'm being a nerd right now i'm actually wearing my they sent me a shirt a couple of weeks back and it's really <laughs> soft <laughs> so i'm just chilling at home today so that's you know if it, it makes you hey if it makes you feel any better anthony i'm wearing my truesteps.com shirt right now oh okay see <laughs> <laughs> Zach, are you wearing? Oh wait, you don't have a shirt yet. That's right. I just got off work, dude. I'm still wearing my work clothes. <laughs> oh. uh, so yeah, uh, you know, so that that happened with Joyo, and I'm just I'm really thankful, you know, for Jerome and the whole Joyo team to for you know hooking me up and just have, you know have my back. And I, it's cool. I've been able to show the pedals to a lot of people in the, this area because you know there's no outlet for those pedals anywhere here in the Central Valley. So I've been able to show that off. And I'm actually one. I'm actually Joyo's youngest endorsee as well. So that's another cool thing. Wow, nice. So nice, man. yeah, so I, I got that, and then um, it's I I'd saved up my money for about two years. I, I wanted to buy a a PRS guitar. I, it's been my dream. Like my favorite guitar players, like Santana played them. Uh, Nickelback played PRS. You know, Red, Woodwood, South of Fresh, Three Days Grace. Yeah. Like all my favorite bands had played that guitar and I just I love the birds on the fretboard. I thought it was just sexy. Like I was like, man, that's gorgeous. <laughs> and then uh Zach hit me up one day on Craigslist. He's like, dude, isn't this the one you wanted? And it was like a fifteen hundred dollar guitar. He said he wanted nine hundred for it and I was like, Oh my God, like I you know, I think I have enough money in my savings to get this. I worked them down. I got for I think it was like six or seven hundred. I got you're welcome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> hey, I hooked, I hooked you up to on another Craigslist deal. So I know, I know, yeah. <laughs> um, Craig. So I got the guitar. I posted a picture on uh, Instagram, uh, you know, with a bunch of hashtags. You know, I was just, I was super excited because I like, I gotten like the guitar I've always wanted since I was a kid. Uh, and then uh, Stringjoy, uh, Scott at Stringjoy, kind of messaged it. Hey, if you want to try some some custom strings to go along with that thing, I'd be happy to hook you up. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll try some. And it was cool because Stringjoy, um, you could just pick your own custom gauges. So if, like, you can have something completely unique. You know, every person plays differently. You know, not all strings need to be the same. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of cool. And I was able to pick which gauges I wanted. And then I told him what he wanted, and he them over me, and I was just blown away. Like, I just, they're just silky. That's the way I could describe them. just smooth. I, I love them. Um, and then I you know, told Scott, hey, you know, I really like these strings. Do you do an endorsement? He's like, we do. And then I'm like, you know, yeah, it hooked me up. And he's like, yep. So there you go. I got my second endorsement there. Yeah, man. I was telling you during the break that uh, it was just announced that, that, you know, I met Scott. Or I'm sorry, I, I corresponded with Scott and got an endorsement for the podcast myself. Um mm-hmm. And like I said, it's all thanks to, you know, you contacting me to get onto the podcast. Um, and, and yeah, it's been great. I mean, I got to interview him. I got to talk to him about his company for an hour. And uh, that was a blast, man. Like, that, that is some great stuff. Yeah, he's a good guy. The strings are awesome, too. Yeah. Um, I'm actually, I'm saving up because I want to get my bass, my acoustic, and um, at least two sets of guitar strings. So that it's going to be a big chunk of money going out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm saving up. But when I get them, you know, that I'll be posting them and everything like that. Because I told him, I was like, I don't just want the name. I actually want to use them and be like, yeah, these strings are legit. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah so <laughs> and then zach you have an endorsement don't you i do you say it like it's a question uh, <laughs> <laughs> well uh after anthony got his joyo thing you know i that's actually probably when i first found out about endorsement first place i was like huh what are those and i asked anthony I was like you know what can you do and he's like well 
there's not really much for you, uh, but pretty much like clothes or whatever, whatever stupid singers do, you know. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I make um, I make words in the mic. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> no, but so I looked up online just out of curiosity, and um, it took me a while, but eventually I found this uh, this mic microphone company called Lampifier, and um, you know I looked at what their product was, and it's a microphone. Um, uh, that has a preamp inside the uh, inside the mic, so you can and uh, you can actually um, adjust the preamp to what sound you want. Wow. So uh, it's really cool. They've got a whole bunch of different styles that are preset, but once you buy the microphone, you can actually um, change the presets or the, the preamp to whatever liking you want it to be. So um, you know, I looked into their endorsement stuff and it says you know if you don't like the mic you can send it back after 30 days um and you know that's that kind of thing so i ordered one of their mics um and as soon as i tried it out everyone in the band was like damn that look works a lot better than what you've been using and it did it it cut through cleaner it was a lot more crisp and you could you could tell major difference i'd actually hear the lyrics (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah yeah and I particularly, I got the, uh, it was the Lampfire 111 model, uh, extreme vocal, which cuts through the mix better. And, um, like, it is a lot more crisp. And, uh, you know, I sent them back. I was like, hey, these mics are amazing. And they're like, cool, great to have you on. And so that's how I got in touch with Lampfire. And I, I only use Lampfire now. Uh, I used to always want a wireless, but my Lampfire works great. They've got a wireless, too. I want to get one of theirs. But man, Lampfire has really done a lot for the for the vocal side of of um, Days and Authority. Really good, really nice good song. mics. Nice. Um, so, can you tell me about the song uh, "DUA"? Um, yeah, like like what we were talking about in uh, the previous, I guess, section or whatever. Uh, <laughs> previous, previous section. The pre- <laughs> previous of the previous of the previous of that one section. Um, <laughs> uh, that, that song we were. We were messing around when we recorded our demo in like my little home studio. Uh, Brendan had Brendan likes to grab my guitars. He's like, "Oh, I play drums, like play guitar too." Uh, you know, how it is. <laughs> I, I call it I call it drummer envy. It's like where they want to be the guitar player, you know, and the guitar player wants to be the singer, and then in our case, the singer wants to be the bassist. No, the <laughs> singer the singer wants to do something, dude. You know how sad I get. We can, <laughs> hey, we can give you a cowbell. We can give you a little triangle. How about that? No, yeah, no, none triangle. of that. <laughs> but uh, you know, Brendan was messing around with the uh, the, gu- the guitar, and he just started playing these couple notes. And I was like, I go, I told him stop. I go, I go, and then I went, grabbed my guitar, plugged in my wah wah pedal, and started something. And I was like, oh my god, this could be something totally cool. This could be like something like just awesome. And then you know, I wrote the rest of the instrumentals with it. And then I was that like, I can't remember. Did we tell you what the concept of the song should be? Or did you, did you come you up? Guys, with you guys told me, you're like, we want it to be a, uh, sort of like, you know, one of those stereotypical self-title songs, uh, but not instead of, instead of Days in the Thirties, just DUA straight up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the concept, but otherwise the, the lyrics, I mean, once you, the concept set, the lyrics flowed real, real smooth, you know, because the whole base of the song is Days Under Authority where, always going to have that um that figure over our heads that's always looking down and bringing us uh you know under oppression or whatever wow so that's pretty much the song and it's pretty much a song about you know the youth they're you know under authority rising against uh the authority (laughs) nice all right well this is dua
All right, that was D-Way. So, gentlemen, it's almost time to wrap up, but I have one important question that I want answered. Um, what is the future for you guys? What do you guys? What are you guys planning on doing? Um, just like really just having fun with it. You know what I mean? Like, of course, you know every band wants it to go somewhere, but like, kind of just we're just gonna enjoy it. We're gonna push as hard as we can, you know, and just kind of do what we love. I guess hope for the hope for the future. Hope that um, you know we can get the contacts that we that we want, or not that we want. Just sort of a, you know. Everything falls in place for us. We're going to keep writing music, and that's the whole point of this, making good music and sharing that with people, having fun with it. At least that's what I'm in for. Um, but uh, I see the future for the band is more of just making music and promoting ourselves and just getting ourselves out there. Awesome. Having fun. Awesome. All right. So um, you guys were telling me about how you guys are, are trying to be different than everything that's being put out on the radio. So what are the strides that you are taking to actually be different? What, like, what is the thought process behind um, these things and, and and making your music different? Well, you, you know, the funny thing is, here, here let, me ask you, let me answer your question with a question. What style of music do you consider us? What style of music do I consider you? Yeah. I consider you in the same vein as like Three Days Grace-ish. Um, yeah. yeah. Breaking Benjamin-ish. That's, that's the response we <clears throat> get a lot. There's a lot of people who just really can't. Cause I've, I've gotten some pretty, like, you know. We got one like, thing. Total 180 kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, we got one thing. Avengers Sevenfold. Someone said uh, AWOL Nation. Uh, someone said what? the uh, no, what's AWOL Nation. Nation? Yeah, I heard it. Wow. Wow. Someone told me the Killers once, or I can't remember another band, but, I mean, we've gotten a lot of responses, and I think sort of what sets us apart from, um, like, what you're saying, what we strive to be. uh, The funny thing is I don't think we try to strive to be different. I think it just sort of happens because it's just the way we write music and stuff and um, the way it all falls into place. And we ask people how they think we sound or what they think we sound like, and they're like, "Uh, I don't know. I think you guys just sound like you. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah, it's, awesome. it's, it's kind of cool. We, um, as stereotypical and cliche as that sounds, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and big-headed as that sounds, too. Yeah, I'm not, you know, we're not trying to go that route, but that's those, those are the honest responses we really get from people. That's why we just, like, kind of classify ourselves as rock, because the thing is we kind of we jump from genre to genre. Sometimes we'll be, like, really mm-hmm. heavy, hard rock. Other times will be kind of like alternative indie rock. Other times we're punk rock. You know, it, it, it just heck. We've got a song with with uh, with angels or whatever your guitar effect is. I mean, <laughs> it, oh yeah, it really, <laughs> yeah home, uh, home of the king. Yeah, home of the king. Yeah, like uh, that. That's going to be on our next album. Um, but it's kind of cool. Like it's, I don't even know what style it's. We consider that one our ballad, but I have this weird effect on my guitar where I stick it, and it literally sounds like angels are coming out of my amp. It's like the most insane thing ever. Wow. I think they have a video on YouTube. Isn't there a video on YouTube of us playing up summers with that? Pretty YouTube? sure, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you can check that out. That that's, It's cool, and you'll be kind of blown away because everyone's like, you know, is there a piano or a synth playing? I'm like, nope, that's me. <laughs> it's kind of cool. <laughs> Alright guys, so where can people find your music and where can people tell you what they think about your music? Well pretty much our main our main link would probably be um uh we're we're in the works and getting our uh dot com. We're not sure when that's gonna be set up. Um but we've got uh, pretty much Facebook or Google us online. Just Google Days and Authority. Facebook will pop up. Twitter, Instagram, but if they really want to get a hold of us, just message us on Facebook. Um, you know, we respond like all, right away because you know we're I'm all still teenagers. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're all we're all still in that age where we're always glued to our phone. I'm just messing up, but I would. I, I don't know. About, there's someone. There's someone who's going to respond. So and and tell us what they think. You know, we're always keeping that Facebook page posting what we're doing next. So that's definitely the best place to look. That or our Reverb Nation page. Oh, also on our Reverb Nation page, if you like uh, DUA, you can actually download that for uh, for free on our Reverb Nation page. Um, our album, it is on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Amazon, Google Play. Oh, and also very soon, 
uh, we will have our own Pandora station. We just got approved for that, and wow. that should be live in about a month or so. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah, I, thought, I was like, Thank you. like I, I just found it on the way. I'm like, no, I'm going to try it. And then we got approved instantly, and I was like, wow, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome, guys. All right, guys. Well, <clears throat> Thank you guys so much for being on the show. I really appreciate yeah, thank your you time. For thank you. Yeah, thank it, you. It's, it's great to hear that you guys are making strides and, and doing well for yourselves. I cannot wait to see what you guys do. Just keep in contact with me. I really want to see what you guys do, all right? Oh, yeah, thanks, man. We will. You know, in the area, we would love to, you know, give you some tickets to our shows. Awesome. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm actually in Tulare, so uh, if I've got some days off, I will make sure that I'm down there and I'll, I'll be supporting you guys, all right? Thanks, yeah, man. we'll let you know when we're in Tulare. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. All right, guys. Well, uh, yeah, thank you again. I will talk to you very soon. Oh, no problem. Thank you. So that was Days Under Authority. Great group of guys. Really had a blast talking to them. And... Things are happening, people. Just got to say that for right now. Hopefully by next episode, I will be able to reveal what's going on because it's going to be amazing, and I really, really enjoy bringing amazing to lives of people that listen to this show. Right after this interview was actually recorded, Days Under Authority put out a music video for their song, through the night so please go check out that song let them know that it's amazing just like they are because they're a great group of guys and they are very very fun to work with remember guys social media as always the local music revolution.wordpress.com for the wordpress site because in the interview notes for this episode through the night will be part of that so you can hear it there right before you listen to the entire length of this episode also, Facebook.com slash The Local Music Revolution, Twitter at TLMR Podcast, and on Instagram at The Local Music Revolution. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. Yes, YouTube will be updated sometime as soon as I'm able to get this thing to go faster. On next week's episode, we have a band out of Las Vegas, Nevada called One Ton Project very very good conversation with that gentleman they are signed so we get to talk about that as well and it's a good conversation so you should really really tune in and check it out that's it for this episode so this is the local music revolution i am ogre you are awesome thank you so very much for checking out the show take care and be good everyone Local this music is revolution. The local this music is. revolution. The local music this revolution. Is. 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 Local music this revolution.